Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out, Hale Varsity, presented by Currency Weekend Edition. Tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. I hope you join us if you're out for a coffee and donut. We say hi to Jacob Padilla this afternoon on Hale Varsity Radio at Jacob Padilla underscore on Twitter. Big weekend of basketball. Jacob, how are we feeling? Sorry, uh, you're cutting out there. What, what was the question? How are we feeling? Big weekend of basketball. Uh, yeah, uh, it's big for... Obviously, uh, both Huskers men's and women's team, uh, conclusion of the regular season uh, for high school. So uh, a lot of hoops going on this weekend. Uh, Pinnacle Bank Arena, I think it's going to be rocking both days. It'll be uh, outstanding atmospheres and and, uh, the Big Red Faithful have uh, really shown their support this year. And uh, they've had a lot to be excited about with Fred and the crew. As you look at this, and, and I love your padding the stance column, Jacob, on HaleVarsity.com, you, you look at why things have kind of shifted. And it's really been interesting where three weeks ago and guilty a month ago for me, I'm like, I don't know if they win again, maybe one or two. And we're talking, you know, Fred's future. That's That discussion has shifted to surprise and a little bit of awe with what they've done. How and why has Nebraska been able to flip the the conversation? Why are they winning? How are they winning with this awful hand they've been dealt injury-wise? It, it starts with Casey Tominaga and the what he's done recently. I mean, you go back, it's, it's 10 games now where he's been in double figures in all but one of them, uh, averaging over 17 points a game during that stretch and shooting – uh, 54% from the field and 44% from three during that stretch. Um, he, he's just been spectacular and he's drawing like top level defenders. Now he had Caleb McConnell on him for, for parts of that Rutgers game. Who's an all big 10 defender. Um, and was still finding ways to get shots off. And he's just become so smart, uh, about back cutting at the right time, about popping to the open spot, catching, shooting. He's hitting some tough shots. He can hit with a hand in his face. He's actually better on his contested threes and he is on his wide open ones, oddly enough, um, which is not usually how that works, but Casey <laughs> is an anomaly. Um, so it, it starts with him. And then just generally from that, uh, it's kind of it impacted the rest of the team and with some other guys stepping up and um, they, so they're the last four, they've scored 70 or more. Uh, they've top 70 in each of their last four, one, three of them. Obviously, he had the, the, the Michigan game where Michigan shot 80% from the field or whatever it was. Um, but even in that one, Nebraska was still scoring. They just couldn't get any stops. Um, so we've seen this team kind of turn a corner off and figure some things out offensively. And a lot of it is coming down to shot making. Um, they tweeted out earlier, they've been at 35% or better from three in seven straight games now, shooting 39% overall during that stretch. And the volume isn't crazy outside of this Rutgers game. 
uh, which means a lot of it's probably just KSA individually, mm-hmm. more so than the whole team shooting great. Um, but that's a starting point. Uh, they've been much more efficient offensively, and that's, I think, again, a testament to Hoiberg and his coaching staff for making the adjustments and figuring out ways to put these guys in a position um, to, to play to their strengths and, and to carry the team where now uh, we, we talked about how they uh, changed the, the identity of the team, focused on winning with defense, uh, hustle, grit, all that type of stuff. And then you lose the two guys that made that possible. And now you got to find a different way. They had the, the four game losing streak starting with that Penn State game when when Banamel got hurt as they were trying to figure out all right, what do we do now? They, they were The defense fell off a cliff during that stretch, and they still couldn't score. Now, uh, the defense still isn't great. Like they, they, they just physically aren't equipped to, to get stops at the same rate that they were previously. But their offense is better now, and they're giving themselves chances to win games. Starts with Kese, but other guys have been better as well. And then that, that Rutgers game, I think, was what Hoiberg thought this team could be offensively with everybody doing what they're supposed to be good at with CJ Wilcher getting out there mm-hmm. hitting five threes, which is a career high, but um, hit 17 points, knocking down some, some big shots. Kese hitting shots as well, doing what he's doing. That space is a floor. And now you've got Sam Riso and Derek Walker, and those guys have room to go to work. Whereas they're not getting collapsed on every single time they, they put the ball on the deck in the paint. Um, so the team is just working to, together better offensively now with guys doing what they were brought in to do, and we're seeing the results. Jacob, when you look at the past week and a half to two weeks for Husker basketball, has this resurgence been more a credit to what Fred Hoiberg has done in the coaching job that he's been doing, or is it more down to the players being able to step up and and accept the roles that they were given and being able to knock down some shots when it matters? Yeah, there's definitely a a large part of it just in rewatching these games. Guys are hitting shots. Um, uh, like going back and watching previously earlier in the year, like I don't know how many really good looks that Emmanuel Bandamel got and was still shooting 23% from three or whatever, just couldn't get him to go down for whatever reason. And that's a big par- uh, part of why they were struggling the way they had. And obviously they, they were better, but they still weren't winning um, a- a- enough games to be happy about. Um, now, I mean, again, KSA has been great these past 10 games or so. CJ Wilcher just had a great game. Um, Sam, Sam Hoiberg's has been really solid. We've gotten some good games out of Jamarcus Lawrence. Um, just guys are hitting shots, which makes everything else easier. It's easier to, to play defense when you're not turning the ball over or missing a shot at the rim and giving them runouts. Um, you have a chance to get back and set your defense and then, um, give yourself a chance to compete. Uh, on that end versus giving up easy buckets all the time. Um, offensively, again, the spacing just makes the game so much easier for everybody outside. And I think Fred said today, um, like it wasn't necessarily, he didn't completely change their schematics or anything like that. It's they're playing with better pace. They're, they're cutting hard. They're, they're screening well, um, all those little things. And, and then guys are, are hitting shots. So now they're playing with confidence. So it's all those little things kind of come together. And Hoiberg and his staff deserve credit for kind of coaxing that out of the, the team uh, and putting guys in positions to get these shots. But now we're seeing them start to hit shots, the, hit those shots at a better rate than we had all season long or really throughout the entire Hoiberg tenure. Jacob Padilla is joining us. HailVarsity.com and magazine at Jacob Padilla underscores where you find him on Twitter. We're talking Big Red Basketball, Big Weekend at PBA, the men and women. Uh, get into action, and uh, Maryland comes to town for 
Fred and company, this is what it's supposed to look like, right? We, we have yet to see an extended run of Fred's offense, the new identity defensively, and then the execution. There's always been one part of that cog that's been going rogue for whatever reason. You saw a strong finish to last year with Nebraska basketball, and you've seen them right the ship. That's what's so impressive, Jacob, is th- this is as bad as it could get nearly with who you've lost, with how you hung your, your hat defensively as the identity, and they've still persevered. Spend a moment here just on the, the vibe from the team with with Coach Hoiberg and, and just this chemistry and camaraderie. The buy-in's very, very high. It needs to be, but they've gone through so much over the years, quite honestly, that it's it's really fascinating to see it pay off for them despite all the ups and downs. Yeah, and that's like in the past three years, we've seen, we've seen him get exasperated at different points with combination of just the results, the way the team was playing, uh, just things not working. We haven't really seen that at this point. Even when they, they've been lost, he's been he's been pleased at least publicly with the effort and the teamwork and all that type of stuff um, that, um, that that are so important to building the foundation for winning. Um, they they maybe weren't always executing at, at the highest rate. They weren't getting the shots to go in. They weren't physically uh, winning on defense uh, all the time, but. Uh, Hoiberg was happy with the way the guys were working, the effort they were giving in in the games and in the practice court. Um, and I think that's kept the vibes pretty good all season long, even when uh, they, they went through some rough patches. And I think this recent stretch kind of illustrates that the most, where you do, you lose two key guys that meant so much to the team. You lose four games in a row. Like we were talking about this thing, the wheels could easily fall off this thing. And then that's when you were wondering, all right, where does this leave Hoiberg? Where? Uh, bef- before the injuries, you felt like, okay, this is this is on track for him to come back next year, and uh, we'll see kind of what he can do in the offseason to build off this and add to the roster. Then you wondered, the injuries happened, like, uh, what does this thing look like? If they if the wheels fall off, they win maybe one more game, and that's it. Um, things start to splinter. Well, that hasn't happened. Not only have they won, what, three games since then, um, <laughs> but they're, they're, uh, but they're, they're playing better. Um they obviously up to 13 wins now. They're only a game under 500, which again, isn't where anybody where Fred wants to be. Um, I don't think anybody's happy with kind of where this is in year four, but from where it was the last three years, it's a significant step forward and could point towards maybe something happening here and um, building, building to the future and all that. I mean, obviously losing some of the guys is going to make that hard. Like they, there's still a lot of work to be done to, to capitalize on whatever momentum that they've managed to, to create here in the stretch. But um, yeah, the guys have continued to work. And I think that's a testament to the leadership guys like Sam Greasel and Derek Walker to kind of keep this team together after losing those guys and going through that losing streak to, to get that win at, at, against Penn state to kind of get these, get this little recent stretch uh, tipped off. And then, come back after that Michigan game to, to be down by 17 to rally to win that Wisconsin game. And then that Rutgers game, they controlled that game for the majority mm-hmm. of it. They, they kind of pulled ahead. Um, I mean, they pulled ahead middle of the, the second half, then it was back and forth. And then they closed the first half strong and never trailed in the second half. They controlled that action. So um, credit to, to everybody there. Um, I, I think the vibes are good right now. 
Jacob, uh, we've got about a minute or so before we got to step away. I want to uh, just get a quick take on Millard North, Bell West. I had a chance to see Millard North for a second time, and they're incredible. And I've also seen Bell West. They they show down tonight at the uh, Thunderdome. Uh, how how big a gap is there? I know they'll they'll play for a second time tonight, but uh, is is there just a different tier that West is on right now? To this point, there definitely has been. Uh, even a team like Gretna, who was number two before Miller North beat them, um, they, they pushed them as hard as anybody has all year, and Bell West just flipped the switch, and that thing was over. Southeast, kind of the same thing. They mm-hmm. they they had a lead. They, that thing was close. And then, what, like a 21-0 run or something like that? Yeah, to, that's what it was, that yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw the uh, the the update middle uh, middle of the 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 first half or whatever, and then saw the halftime score. Like, oh, well, okay then. <laughs> but uh, that's what they do. Um, they they're they're a complete team. Yep. So good defensively, and when they get off hot offensively, um, then that it's just not really much anybody can do at this point. Hold that thought. More preps with Jacob Badilla on the way. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. A few more thoughts from Jacob Padilla from Hale Varsity. We've spent time on Big Red Basketball, Maryland, this weekend on Sunday. We'll get thoughts on the women in a moment with Iowa. Jacob, we wrapped up segment one here on prep action as districts around the corner. And uh, you have Miller North on the road, Bell, Bell West. That'll be awesome. I'm sure you're going to be uh, all over that. I wanted to get your thoughts real quick. I'll have it tomorrow night locally here. Gretna and Southwest, I've seen a lot of Southwest, and uh, they are highly talented and gave up 62 first-half points to Miller North, which was just just gorgeous basketball if you're a Miller North fan. I mean, they were awesome. They were beautiful to watch. Southwest uh, regrouped and, and put a good you know good push together to make it a little interesting, the final three. Southwest, we'll see where their season shakes out. It's a tough close for them. But give me a quick thought on, on Gretna and, and this game tomorrow night as they head to Southwest. Yeah, um, will be an interesting uh, matchup there with the, the length that Southwest can throw out there um, versus the um, versus Gretna, who um, kind of, they, they play four guards, uh, around Jeff Roselle. Um, they're all about six, one or so or under, like they, they don't have, they don't really have wings that, um, they don't, they don't have a ton of ball handling. It's a lot of Landon Pekorski. And then you've got a slasher and Alec Wilkins, a shooter and Alex Wilcoxon, um, who, man, he, he was really, really good in their game at Bellevue West that I watched last week, uh, nearly gave them a chance to win it. But, um, it depends on Southwest, like how locked in are they defensively? Um, they've got the length to make things difficult and, and to force Gretna into some tough shots, but they, they've got to execute and, and they've got to put in the effort. They've got to be locked in again. Giving up 62 points, uh, I'm sure uh, the, the last week of practices uh, have not been pleasant <laughs> for those guys. Um, so we'll it's see probably, how they, they bounce back. But probably. Gretna, they've been rock solid all season. Like that's that uh, kind of those four guys. Uh, with Landon Bukorski, Alex Wilcox, and Alec Wilkins, and Jeff Roselle. Um, it's, it's been kind of those four all season long, scoring the majority of their points, 
every game it's one of those four leading them away it's kind of different every single game you never know who's going to be hot that day but those those combinations especially wilkins wilcoxon uh, and pekorski those guys have been double digits almost every single game especially every game that matters for them so um th- those guys are tough it's a tough trio to defend um skilled again you got some lights out shooting with wilcoxon who's one of the best in the state at, at that uh, pekorski's a uh, tough shot maker um, he's a guy that they go to late in the clock. Um, so it, it'll be an interesting contrast of styles there. I know Southwest has get, got their guys back in the lineup. So um, hopefully it, it'll be a fun game tomorrow. Jacob, I'd just like to note quickly with that Miller North and Lincoln Southwest game, those teams combined to average six points per minute in the first half, which is just ridiculous scoring numbers. Jacob laughs just because that that's so absurd. That's bonkers. I ran out of ink. With my score sheet, yeah. I, did, I did. Yeah, but Jacob, before we get you out of here, I want to talk Husker women's basketball. They got a big matchup tomorrow with Iowa. I've seen that there's already, I believe, uh, over 12,500 tickets sold for this game, which would make it a women's basketball attendance record for Pinnacle Bank Arena. And with Caitlin Clark coming to town, I don't think that's uh, too shocking to hear, especially with Nebraska's bubble status. So quickly, Hughes, tell us what's on the line with uh, with Husker women's basketball tomorrow. Yeah, that, that, that loss at Minnesota was super damaging. Uh, both from their resume standpoint and from just kind of the momentum leading into this game. You would have liked to get that under your belt to, to come in feeling good with a really, really talented Iowa team coming in. Obviously, Caitlin Clark, triple-double every single night, can go for 40, can go for 15 assists, um, can beat you both ways. And then you've got Monica Zanano, who is just a beast inside um, to kind of balance that out So uh, with shooters around them. So it's it's – it's a really uh, tough team to stop. It's a team that, uh, if you like offense, again, if you were a fan of that uh, Miller North uh, uh, Southwest game, then uh, I think you'll probably be a fan of this one. Nebraska's got to find a way to defend better than they did. Like you can't, you can't give up 90 points uh, to a, a Minnesota team that had been struggling. So, I have no idea what to expect from Nebraska at this point. I, I just uh, slacked uh, Drake Keeler, our women's mm-hmm. basketball writer, after the game. This team does not make a lick of sense after that Minnesota loss. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know what to expect. You had Jazz Shelley going off for 37 in that game. Uh, we know she's capable of some, some ridiculous stuff. Um, and they're going to need it because uh, you know Clark's going to be getting those shots up. It's going to – trying to remember what – and Nebraska's – or Stretches has done a good job in forcing her to be a volume scorer more so than an efficient one. Um, I don't know that Clark has just absolutely lit them on fire, and that's the reason that they've lost in recent matchups. Um, but you still can't you can't let her get get thirty and dish out ten assists because um, that means everybody else is going along with her. Uh, and then Nebraska's just got to got to find a way to hit some shots, be to to get the inside and outside going. They shot well from three. A lot of that was was Shelley against Minnesota, but. Uh, um, they just didn't really have an interior presence there. Uh, Markowski struggled in that one, didn't score much in the paint. So you got to have uh, find a way to be balanced offensively and then smart defensively. Don't give them easy opportunities. Make them grind. Make them have to work for everything they get. Jacob, we'll be following you on Twitter at Jacob Padilla underscore reading you with AleVarsity.com. And, uh, of course, uh, the new uh, issue coming out here next week. Thanks for jumping on. We'll see you this weekend uh, on the hardwood, bud. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate you. There he is. Good stuff from Jacob Padilla uh, and a good rundown of hoops. Let's hear from Fred briefly and Coach Hoiberg, uh, his rundown on Maryland. He uh, spoke earlier today uh, 
as Nebraska gearing up here for that 4 o'clock tip on BTN. This team obviously in Maryland is playing as well as anybody, not only in our league, but in the country right now. And that run they went on in the second half against Purdue, that's that's pretty hard to do. And they, uh, you know, open up a 20-point lead at one point on the number three team in the country. So we know that uh, I think it's a team that's won seven out of eight. And if we turn the ball over like we did at Maryland, it has a chance to be an ugly afternoon. Uh, if we take care of it and we uh, have smart attack, pretty similar, I guess, to what we just saw at Mar- or at uh, Rutgers, we're going to have a good chance in this one. But, you know, there's a lot at stake, obviously, for our team right now. And we just have to continue to go out and play for each other, play the right way, and value every possession. That's going to be a huge key uh, in the game uh, on Sunday afternoon. So Fred gets what the formula for success has been. Let's hear from Fred. He was asked earlier today, you know what's at stake? Does your team kind of see where they're at, what they could round out to be, and that's postseason basketball? Who'd have thought? Uh, Fred answered that question here. Has that been a conversation in the locker room beyond uh, the end of the regular season? Yeah, I, I don't think I have to have those conversations with the guys. They know they know what's at stake. They, they know, uh, you know, the, the – quality of basketball that we're playing right now <clears throat> you know we're continuing to improve with our young players um, you know basically with the new system that we've implemented since Emmanuel and Juwan have been out of the lineup and and we're just continuing to get better every time we step on the floor but you can't step back and take a breath and take your foot off the gas you have to keep doing the things that are making you successful and I, I'm confident we will I'm confident that our guys will continue to play with great effort and that's all we can ask of our team if you can come in the locker room after the game and say you were the harder playing team and hopefully the more together team um, you know then the chip let the chips fall where they may but you know it's it's a group that has continued to compete continued to prepare and you know we get two more days to get right for uh, for this game on Sunday Good from Fred. And uh, final thought with Hoiberg. Bill Dolman coming up in 15 minutes. Brady Altman's Hail Varsity presented by Currency.